welcome to a very special series of Arrow Bandwidth. A whole series. A whole series dedicated to security. You better believe it. As always, you've got myself, David Fern. And myself, Richard Holmes. And our producer, as always, for this series is going to be... Hannah Jenny. Hannah Jenny. Ah. And guys, so basically the idea behind this is we went to Infosec this year. In fact, we are still here right now. Yeah, these aren't special effects in the background. No, we don't have that much money. Um, so, essentially what we've tried to do is go around, find the most interesting, innovative and, in and sort of exciting vendors that we have on our portfolio and basically bring them on and interview them. But do quite long interviews, sort of 15 to, to 25 minutes, mm -hmm. and essentially give you a real idea of where the top vendors think the current trends are, technology directions, and generally sort of what some of the top things that they're focusing on and concerned about in 2017 and beyond. Yeah, so if you want a security 101 for 2017, look no further and than this series. I would like to add a security 202. Oh yeah, go on then. Why not? Why not? So look, guys, sit back, enjoy. This is going to be the next couple of months of your bandwidth listening. So yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Get ready for the bombshells. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. Um, so now we're lucky enough to be joined by Peter from Talos. So Peter, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Peter Carlisle. I'm the uh, the VP of Sales for Talos Security for the uh, EMEA region. In fact, it's sli a slightly enhanced EMEA region because we include uh, the Indian subcontinent and surrounding countries in there as well. So uh, it's a very wide EMEA. That's, <laughs> a, big, that's <laughs> a big patch. Yeah, keeps well, me busy. We have about 110 customer-facing uh, people on the ground across that region. Five uh, five different sales teams, and we're uh, trying to develop our our portfolio of encryption hardware and software as quickly as we can across the uh, across the region. Fantastic. Mm. So, I mean, first first questions first, okay? Um, I think a lot of our listeners will hear Talos, and I think you dropped in the important bit, which was e-security, but can you just explain sort of where e-security sits in the absolute behemoth that Talos is? Mm, so, sure, yes, Ta please. Talos is a big organization, lots of different uh, arms to it. Uh, I mean, we've got Talos Transport and, uh, um, and, and so on and so on. Um, but we're a, a discrete, uh, wholly owned subsidiary within that organization of trading as Talisy Security. Uh, we have our own, uh, our own global uh, chief exec um, and our own, our own structure and uh, our P&L is, is reported separately to the rest of Talis Group. So we're, uh, uh, in turnover terms, small, uh, but hopefully a profitable part of Talis Group, yeah. which um, certainly they've demonstrated a willingness to invest in over the last couple of years. As I say, I've been on board for two years, and uh, the, the big development during that time was the acquisition of, uh, of Vormetric, yep. which is an encryption software brand uh, uh, originally out of uh, Silicon Valley in California. And so significant investment of $400 million to buy that, to add that to the legacy Talos e-security hardware portfolio. Yeah. And I think put all that together, and it gives us a pretty powerful uh, package in the market. I was going to say, Vormetric, this time last year, was one of our vendors until yeah. they were acquired by yourselves, and yeah. then we became one of your distributors. So, correct. very, very proud to be, be in that position. What so, I mean, what a journey. What a journey. What an honor. Um, so, I mean, All right. <laughs> inside of the e-security portfolio, so for those of people who, who might not have heard of the e-security mm -hmm. portfolio, mm. What, what sits inside of there? How, you know, what can you address? Yeah, so there's four, there's four big, big components to that. Um, we have two flavors of, of HSMs, which are hardware security modules, the PayShield and the EndShield. We have DataCrypta, 
uh, which is a, uh, a database encryption uh, device, and then we have the Volmetric software portfolio. Uh, and very simply put, the PayShield is, is aimed at um, encrypting payment card transactions, yep. uh, which we do a huge amount of, um, around about 85 to 90% of all the payment card transactions wow. in, in the world are touched by us in some way. Wow. Um, the EndShield is a more general purpose uh, encryption tool, which again, designed to encrypt data on the move. Um, great example of that would be Williams Formula One. Um, you know, all the, all, the, all the information that comes from the cars on a race day um, goes into the pit lane through one of our devices and off to uh, Oxfordshire from wherever they happen to be in the world so that they can wow. analyze, the, analyze the data and nobody else can get their hands on it. And then we have, uh, as I say, the, uh, the data cryptors, which are a, uh, a database uh, hardware encryption solution, uh, which is, is a little bit niche, but it's very popular in some of our markets. Middle East, for example, seems to really, really, really resonate. And then we have the, uh, the Vormetric um, software-based transparent encryption, which uh, is incredibly easy to deploy and uh, very, very effective at um, locking up uh, large amounts of, uh, of, of data center across hundreds or thousands of, uh, of servers. Okay, fantastic. So, where I mean, so you touched on on two examples there, but I mean, where are you seeing um, demand for? Oh, this is almost a stupid question, but we'll say it anyway. Where are you seeing demand? The most demand at the moment for encryption. Where is, where you know, obviously encryption has been around for a long time, but where are you seeing more demand for your your products? Where sort of is the are the key sort of problem areas where people are saying, oh, I need to think about encryption more. More, more seriously, should we say? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've always been, uh, been strong in financial services, and, yeah. and that's mm. partly because of the success of that PayShield um, product line. Um, but we're certainly diversifying into a lot more other vertical markets now. Uh, we're starting to see things happening in high-tech manufacturing. I think there's a lot more concern about industrial, uh, industrial yeah, espionage, if you like. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, intellectual property being, uh, um, be, being taken. So certainly, you know, automotive... As we move towards the concept of the, of the connected car or the driverless car, there's, a, there's a, an awful lot of security issues around that. So, so yep. automotive is a growth area. Healthcare, very much so. Um, I mean, again, we're seeing the digitization uh, of lots of, uh, of, of health records now. Um, and um, it, it's amazing now just, just how much data there is flying around hospitals, for example. You know, patients' uh, vital signs and, uh, and medical records and all sorts of things are being viewed on tablets and, and, and iPhones by, by medical staff. So encryption of medical data, I think, is, is, is a, big, a big mover for us. Um, and uh, increasingly, um, I think most verticals are now realizing that security is, is pretty much equally important for everybody. I mean, one of my, uh, my, 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 uh, my favorite hacks, I don't know. Can you have a favorite hack? You can absolutely. On this podcast, you can have anything. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, it used to be, uh, you know, it, was, um, it would be, uh, you know, a government uh, agency had been hacked or, or, or a bank had been hacked or something along those lines. And then last year we had Deliveroo, you know, fast food delivery company, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden some chap living in London was finding that 100 quid's worth of uh, hamburgers had been uh, delivered to some people on the other end of the country and charged to his account. And that just makes you realize that um, actually this internet security stuff affects every single aspect of our lives yeah. now. And, and as the world continues to move more and more towards uh, the internet of things and this digitized, um, digitized world economy, uh, absolutely every single transaction that we undertake is going to have to have a security aspect to it. So it stopped being just a government thing and a bank thing, and it's now become everybody's thing. Um, yeah. so, so I think the... Uh, the, the, the whole world is a marketplace for, uh, for the security sector now. 
So I'd like to pick up, I mean, a couple of the examples you've given there, finance, healthcare, very highly regulated industries, but with, with the advent next year of GDPR, get that monkey off my back, um, do you find that that's another, another reason that's, that's driving other verticals to start looking at security? Because there's this whole identification and trust element of, um, of what has to be you know, covered by not just yeah, the NHS and private public health healthcare organisations, like you say, not just banks, not just government, but actually it's, it's a long overdue update of, of data protection and data privacy. No, I'd agree. And I, and I think um, there's, there's, there's some really disturbing facts around GDPR at the moment. Obviously, general data protection regulation it comes in in, uh, in May next year. Um, about a quarter of UK businesses have uh, independently decided it doesn't affect them anymore because of Brexit. Um, and that's, uh, that's a new one for me, is that? Oh, I hadn't heard that stat. That's bonkers. That's, that's, not quite, that's not quite true. It's just like you pass the thing. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't apply. But seriously, if you, if you're, if you're, if you have uh, you know, any data on any EU citizens, um, then you, know, you have to abide by the, the GDPR regulations, which means that you know, Chinese companies and American companies and all sorts yeah. of companies that you know don't even realize they're European at all are, are going to have to to deal with this um, and I think the scale of the uh, um, the scale of the financial penalties I don't think anyone's really looked at that um, I think 2015 is the last year we've got detailed data but UK businesses paid something in the region of uh, um, uh, yeah over, over a one and a half billion of, uh, of fines um, and if we apply the GDPR rules to that 2015 landscape, then that goes up by a factor of, uh, uh, you know, more than more than 10 times. And we're looking at we're looking at we're looking at um, sorry, 100 times. We're looking at hundreds of over 100 billion of potential uh, fines to be levied on UK businesses. Yeah. And of course, you extrapolate that across EMEA, and you're starting to get into into trillions of mm. uh, trillions of euros of fines potentially being levied on businesses. So it, so it is serious. Um, and there's a lot of compl complexity in there, you know, the right to be forgotten, the right to understand what data organizations hold yep. for you. And uh, I just don't think um, business has, has, is as alert to this as it needs to be right now. No, no, no. And I suppose, so encryption obviously is one of the absolute forefront. So everyone always says to us, you know, GDPR can't just be fixed by technology. Nope. It's, it's a multi-phased approach. It's training, it's enablement, it's regulation, it's da-da-da-da-da. But there are certain aspects there that, are certain found that actually, you know, it's your foundation. It's, yeah. You're just going to, you can't avoid and, yeah. and actually go a long way to addressing and I, certain elements yeah, and I think, of those. Yeah, I think one of the single most important there is going to be encryption. Yep. Yes. So, I mean, from your perspective, how are you seeing, um, how are you seeing Talis sort of go out that market and, and sort of try to, what are the products that you have in the portfolio that can help to drive that sort of fix and, and, and patch up the holes that GDPR will, will never be exposed? Well, we're, um, I mean, we're focusing on this uh, here at InfoSec this week, actually, uh, and on our, uh, on our stand, um, we're, we're able to uh, enter into a conversation with, uh, with anybody who visits us, and we can do a very simple questionnaire um, with them, it takes them through about 10 10 topics, 10 questions, and starts to give a flavor for how ready is your organization. And you'll get a score somewhere between zero and 100% based on that. And then we'll, that in turn will generate a report that we'll send back to you, which starts to pinpoint some of the, the, the topics and the themes and areas you need to focus on. And we would then look to, uh, to engage our consulting team uh, to work on the details behind that and potentially deploy some, uh, some, some products. Um, 
I mean, there is a uh, some very strong guidance. I think it's encapsulated in Article 32 of the uh, of the GDPR, um, which that says that uh, you know encryption is seen as possibly uh, you know the, the, the strongest response mm. um, and, and a really good way to uh, to protect yourself from some of the legislation. So, uh, so I think there's a clear message that says encryption is good. Uh, I think we, we've got the right team to to help people understand what they need to do, help them prepare, and, and, and help them to be. Uh, to be safe. Yeah. And sort of what are some of the other drivers you're seeing in the market that is driving the security, driving us down that, that security first focus in, in the industry at the moment? Do you think that there's, you know, obviously we've seen um, elections hacked, we've seen, you know, a lot of geopolitical sort of things going on around, you know, one of the single biggest, well, war fronts or, or I can't remember even the word, but the sort of the new, the redefined sort of front is, is, is the cyber wars. I mean... Cyber wars, that sounds a bit sci-fi. It does sound it? a bit sci-fi. Yeah. sounds a bit uh, sounds, war sound, games almost. It does sound like you're doing your top predictions again. Yeah, it does. It was an episode of Doctor Who back in about 1978. <laughs> Doctor Who and the cyber wars. I'm admitting nothing. No, no, no. Um, so we've seen, um, you know, an increase in the uh, in the volume and, and nature of different attacks. Um, yeah, we, we, we've had the, uh, the WannaCry uh, ransomware attack recently. We've seen malicious attacks just designed to, uh, you know, to, to effectively bring commerce to its knees. We've seen attacks which are designed to you know, empty people's bank accounts. Um, you know, the, the, the scale and uh, proliferation of different types of attack, I think, I think is, um, isn't going away anywhere. No. Um, and it seems that it's very difficult to, uh, to get on top of the bad guys. And I think it seems no matter how strong you build a wall around your, uh, your data, somebody's going to find a way through. Yep. Um, and I think that you know that plays to to our message, which is you know if you render that data useless to anybody who gets their hands on it by encrypting it, then that's a very very powerful tool in that fight against yeah. uh, fight against the uh, the the the, uh, the hackers out there. So so we definitely um, you know so we, we definitely have that. We've talked about um, um, some of the. Uh, um, legal issues that are happening, GDPR, for example, uh, and of course there's uh, there's the EIDAS legislation coming in as well, which enables people to to legally digitally sign documents. Um, so that's that's one we haven't heard mentioned. So can you just yeah. elaborate a little bit on, on that one? Well, I think that's about it, actually. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, no. Well, what what we're seeing is a uh, you know uh, an official recognition that uh, that documents can be digitally signed as an alternative to to a, a wet oh, okay. a wet signature, and yeah. that that is that is a legal uh, um, uh, a legally binding document. So so we're seeing a change in in how in, in how digitally signed documents are treated in legal terms towards the, the end of this year. But then oh, I wow. suppose the you know the the security element of that is yeah. Well, how do you make sure that there isn't propensity to to falsify a digital signature rather Correct, than, yeah. rather than like you say, a wet signature. Um, so we've got so we've got the regulatory piece. We've got the uh, um, and then and then the, the other thing which uh, is keeping it in the news at the moment is is I would I mean would we call it the politicisation of, of of security? I mean, there's been allegations of uh, of political uh, meddling in various elections. Yeah. Um, obviously, U.S. election has been has been talked about a lot. Um, we have an election of our own coming up on Thursday, and there's been speculation as to whether or not anybody's, uh, you know, trying to do anything to to interfere with that, um, and whether that's just by trying to put, you know, fake news out into the environment, or whether it's or whether it's trying to do something different. Um, politicians don't seem to know how to how to deal with this, and there's been some incredible um, uh, dialogue in in recent weeks about the role of encryption and whether or not it should be outlawed, whether we should be building back doors into all our technology. Um, uh, and I think I'm I'm a little bit disturbed by by the the lack of um, 
of sensible dialogue around this and, and some of the things that I'm hearing from, uh, from, from people who, are, who I think should have a better grip on, on, on what's going on. You know, when, when you have a, a Home Secretary talking about why, why can't WhatsApp uh, uh, un unencrypt their messages so the police can read them, yeah? <laughs> and then, uh, do you know what? So I, I had probably one of the biggest arguments with my mum the other day when I was on the phone to her and she's talking about, oh, you know, WhatsApp's come from the dark... There's a huge amount of FUD being thrown out there to, with all due respect to you, Mum, that age, that demographic of people who are now thinking, you know, from all the things that Theresa May said about the, how evil encryption is and all these sorts of things, Mum's now totally convinced that encryption is, is, is as bad as nuclear weapons. And, you know, and, and it's, it's daft, completely no, there's, daft. There's a massive proportion of the population who are digital natives. Yeah, we're only really starting to see the impact of, of yeah, a, a digital native, you know, millennials and starting to impact on society and reach you know positions of office, positions of, of, of management within businesses and positions of influence. And I think, yeah, it is yeah. You know, without taking this this podcast down the side street, it is something that needs addressing. I mm. just just to bring it back to sort of yeah. You know, um, Probably some some more more channel focused elements for us. Just just to wrap up, I mean that obfuscation, that that fud in the marketplace. I mean, I, I come from I come from a DBA type background, and yeah, and, and if I look at sort of data management in the enterprise, and if I look at data storage in the enterprise, we see we see a lot of vendors certainly in that storage space. It's like, right, encryption of the data on your store, on, on, you know, on your storage infrastructure, absolutely fine. We can cover that up. <coughs> Talis is proposition in there cooperating with I mean I know from a, a bit of gemming up from your website before we came on that fantastic there's a lot of partners there's a lot of technology partners that, that you guys align yourselves to and that you know I suppose up you know, sit comfortably in an ecosystem for, for partners looking at yeah you know, how they can if they think they've got with the vendor spread that they've got at the minute you know coverage and an, and an answer for encryption of data whether it be at rest or in transit yeah, what would you say be you know, the the takeaway message? Why why come and look at why come and look at the Talus propositions? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think um, you're absolutely right. By the way, we do we do have a uh, a very strong network of partners because all of our HSMs really need to work in uh, in in harmony or in partnership with uh, with some with some application and some yeah. software. So. Uh, you know, we we have over a hundred software partners worldwide that that we work with, and uh, and those those relationships are very important to us. And uh, you know, always always happy to engage in, in more of those and develop more uh, more, more partnerships. Um, I, I just think very simply that um, you know, if if we believe the fact that encryption um, is a really really powerful tool in data yeah. protection, uh, I, I think with our blend of uh, of, of hardware and software and our ability to manage data at rest and data in motion and do those two things seamlessly and together and to deploy that encryption without having to uh, you know, take, take the network down and, and go through a whole lot of pain to get to where you want to go, I, I, I think that value proposition is, is very powerful and I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a proposition whose time is, uh, whose time is now. I like Fantastic. That. That's a great way to finish. Look, no, brilliant. It's been a real, real pleasure having you here, Peter. A real pleasure to, uh, to talk good. to you. And, uh, yeah. Didn't even get around to doing any jokes. Well, well yeah, there's always <laughs> hey, time. There's always play, time. Play Kaz, right? We'll invite you back with a band. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Real pleasure. Thank you very much, Peter. Got our album coming out in, uh, in a few weeks, actually. There you go. I'll tell you what, we've, never, we've, ne we've had book plugs. We've had website plugs. We've never had an album plug. So thank you for being our first in over 
40 episodes in three seasons, you are our first singer. Well, the band is called Slow Train, as in Slow Gin, and uh, the album is called Blues, Booze, and the Occasional Snooze, and you'll find it on SoundCloud. Hey! There you go, just like us. Look, thank you very much, Peter, much appreciated. Cheers, Have mate. a great InfoSec. Fantastic. Cheers. enjoyed that i did don't forget this is part of a series there will be one next week um if you want to join the conversation please please do so at hashtag arrow from twitter and don't forget to check out the show notes where there's loads of really important resources and uh and generally sort of part of the conversation you find that at the uh, arrow hub you will indeed you will indeed and guys look if you've enjoyed this, please subscribe. We cover loads of topics. We've got tons of back catalogue. It's we a great opportunity been. to learn and get educated. So please do listen. And, uh, yeah, come back next week. Come back, subscribe, catch up. Thank you very much. Have a good week. Bye.